The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I am so happy you're listening today. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, and I have been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. As we head into a new year, here's some food for thought. How many times have you gotten excited to make your New Year's resolutions only to abandon them? It's okay, you're not alone. Statistics show that roughly 50% of the population sets New Year's resolutions, and yet the majority of those give up within the first 30 to 45 days. In fact, 80% of people who make New Year's resolutions will abandon them during the month of February. I want more than anything for you to succeed in 2023 and have five tips to share with you. One, create a detailed plan on how you're going to ensure that you follow through and take action. Two, get an accountability partner. Three, Attach your emotions to the goals. What I mean by that is, how will achieving them make you feel? Four, set up an app to track your goals or set up an alarm on your phone to remind you to take action. And lastly, five, celebrate your wins. This is so important because when you celebrate it and give yourself a pat on the back, what you're doing is you're reinforcing that positive behavior and you're more likely to continue doing it. So thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Today's episode is amazing and I am so grateful for you. Enjoy the show. Mike Funkin, it is such a pleasure to meet you in person and to have you have this time with you so we can talk about everything that you do on my podcast. And for all the listeners, again, I am at the Power Team Ultimate Wealth Camp in Las Vegas, and I'm interviewing people live here. So it's just totally different format than I used to do. So Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Sandy, thank you so much. It's such an honor and pleasure to be here today with you. I am so excited to be on this podcast today. Um, This event, like you said, we are here live right now. You might be listening to this in the future, but this event is absolutely incredible. And being here with you is like the cherry on top of the ice cream. I am so excited. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So so tell all the listeners about what you do, first of all, and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay. So for the past six um, for the past sixteen years, I've been helping aspiring talent meet with high level executives. So I work with models, actors, musicians, all types of people in the entertainment industry. I also work with 
um, businesses who want to kind of expand their brand. And I introduce them to high-level executives in both the TV, fashion, film industry. People can snap their fingers and change their life in 30 seconds or less. And we do these at live events and also virtual events. And we literally have thousands upon thousands of sex stories. Wow. Wow. That's really incredible. So who are some of the noteworthy people that you've worked with? So, um, well, currently we have uh, a 61-year-old 61 woman who actually used to be a church secretary. She used to make $30,000 a year. She actually just did a Yo Play commercial. Um, she got paid $100,000 for that, which is pretty exciting. So she literally makes more in one day than she used to make an entire year. Um, she's done AT&T ads, Verizon. Um, she did an NFL commercial. Uh, we have people on uh, dozens of shows on Netflix, HBO, Sex and the City, Blacklist, Law and Order. Um, we have models that have walked uh, the runways of Paris, Milan, that have appeared in numerous campaigns. So um, pretty much almost any major show or movie you've seen in the past 10 years, we probably have at least one or two people on those shows or in those magazines. Wow. Now, where are you based on? Um, so I, right now, currently, I go back and forth between Tampa and Philadelphia, companies based out of Philadelphia. Um, but we, 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 we interview all of our talent online. So like we literally have people who apply um, from all over the world. Okay. Wow. So what, what is the story, that, the backstory for you of how you got into this industry? Um, pretty interesting. I, I used to work in the restaurant industry, so I did that for a long time. Um, kind of got burnt out, didn't, wanna, didn't really know what to do with my life. Working 12-hour days, seven days a week. And just to kind of give you the setting, um, this is back, um, back in like 2001. So this is before the iPhone, before Facebook or anything. Sold my business, and I kind of didn't kind of didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I went online and I saw this ad. It was kind of, uh, own a modeling agency, judge beauty contest, meet beautiful people. I was like, wait a second. I've been working in a restaurant all this time, going home, smelling like garlic. And there was an opportunity to judge beauty contest. Sign me up. So uh, I kind of looked into the company. It was actually a franchise. And it wasn't so much judging beauty contests. It was really more, uh, they were a software company developing a technology for modeling agencies to be able to submit their talent um, digitally. So what to us today is just like, you wouldn't think twice about it. Back then, it was a very new technology. So it was um, placing this technology in agencies. Most agencies at that time, they didn't even have computers. Everything was done on paper. Company did very well. They scaled up within two years. They went from zero to $150 million. But like a lot of early startup companies back then, their burn rate was very high. They wind up bankrupting the company, going out of business. And I was a franchise owner and made a big investment. I owned, um, I think at the time, 15 offices throughout the country. Um, and I literally, they gave me a call one day and he says, hey, just to let you know, tomorrow we're closing shop. Thank you for putting in all the hard work. Um, but, you know, best of luck to you. And literally for the second time in my life, I woke up and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I was like, at the time, they were working on a concept for hosting events. And I thought it was a really interesting concept. So I decided to run with the events. I said, okay, you know, they're closed. I'm going to do these events where people could come. Because as I was, when I was working in this company, I would meet a lot of people saying, well, how do I get started? How do I become a mom? How do I become an actor? How do I become a musician? And I saw there was a need out there for this type of service. And even though I was I was working with software, I didn't really have a lot of connections per se in the industry. I knew some of the agencies that I worked with, but I didn't really know a lot of people outside of that. 
So I decided to run an ad on Craigslist. It was the craziest thing. And I was like, okay, well, I want to host an event. I'm looking for people who specialize in the entertainment industry, whether it's TV, film, fashion. Um, and I put kind of some specifications. You must love kids. Uh, and oh, by the way, we'll compensate you for your time. And we'll also buy lunch. And I just put it out there into the universe. And literally, I went to sleep. I woke up the next day. And I had like 40 or 50 responses. And I was like, whoa. I was like, this is great. I was like, these guys must really love free lunch. This is this is incredible. And I was getting people from different TV shows and writers from Saturday Night Live. And I even got some people from uh, the WWE. And all these really, like, I was just amazed that all these people would apply, you know, apply to this. Well, unbeknownst to me. The moment I had put up that ad was actually the day of the writer's strike in New York City. So all of these people in entertainment were going to be out of work. So all of a sudden they saw my ad and here was this opportunity. Long story short, uh, it's been 16 years. I've never run another single ad. The people out of the 50 applications, I picked 10. Those 10 people now equate over time. So it's, you know, this industry is all about who you know. Well, it's all about who, who knows you really more than who you know. But those people, like one person introduced me to another, to another. I now work with the vice president of Warner Brothers Casting of all North America. Um, we wind up, as we were, as the company was growing, we started investing in Broadway. Because like each of the genres of the industry, I wanted to learn about that. So even though we started off as an event, we wound up becoming Broadway investors. Um, currently, we've won 38 awards, including six Tonys. 2013, I won the Tony for Best Play. Um, and then from there, we started producing movies. We have a book out called Finding Fame, Insider's Guide to the Entertainment Industry. Um, and we're just doing these amazing things. And what's really great, you know, people always ask me, why do I do what I do? And it's just seeing the looks in people's eyes when you change their life, just seeing these success stories. And I cannot tell you, like, the, the feeling when you're sitting at home and just, you know, a few weeks ago, um, watching the World Series, and literally one of our talent was in a Pepsi commercial. Wow. It's just like, it's like so cool. So it's just being able to see other people's success and being able to give them this opportunity that they may exactly. never have. That's really what fuels my day every single day. I love it. That's incredible. What a great story. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's been a, I, I, I always like to say I'm the overnight success story, but it took me 16 years to get here. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, there is no such thing, right? Mm -hmm. as, as the overnight success. Wow. So in terms of, you're from a business perspective because it sounds like you had a couple of situations mm -hmm. you know we, we, I don't like to use the word failure they weren't failures they were lessons learned and you know so you learned some lessons along the way what advice can you give somebody who's who has a concept they want to start the business you know what what's the best place for them to start um, you know at the end of the day it really comes down to the story you tell yourself you know, if the story you tell yourself is this is something you you can't do, um, you, you're not going to do it. If you tell yourself the story that this can be done, and you actually have to go out there and do it, you know, me and my business partner, we always like to say we kind of have this saying: it's called all in. If we're going to do something, we're going to go all in. You know, it's like you know, there's so many times you hear these these kind of sayings, and they're so true. Like. You have to be willing to burn the boats. Like you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. You, know, you have to be the one who wakes up the first person in the office, the last person to leave. But most importantly is you need to really understand the business that you're in and become an expert in all aspects of your, your genre, but then also understand the genres of business that it takes to run your business. 
So maybe I'm an expert, yes, in, in the entertainment industry, but at the same time, I'm also an expert in marketing. I also understand how to build websites. I understand how to do the advertising. Um, even when we wrote our book, you know, I made sure to really go deep down into understanding the whole publishing aspect, um, how to get it to become a New York Times bestseller, how to get it to become number one on Amazon. Because when you're gonna, if you understand the basics of what it takes to run a business, when you go out and you now have to hire somebody, you're going to look for the person who really knows what they're doing. You're going to be able to ask better questions. You're going to get better answers. And so many times I see entrepreneurs when they're first starting out, they put a lot of trust into people that may not really, may make a lot of big promises. And, I, and I've learned this the hard way. Oh, yeah. I've lost way. hundreds of thousands of dollars in website development and marketing gurus and all these people who claim to be able to make things easier when in reality they just kind of, weren't able to they weren't able to keep their promises. And it's you know it's disappointing. So the one thing I can really tell people is whatever it takes to run your business, you really need to make sure you understand all aspects. You're the one who has to open that door and lock that door. You know, I my background I used to work in the restaurant industry and I started off washing dishes. And I learned how to wash dishes, then I learned how to be a prep, then I learned how to cook, then I learned the management aspect. And you know I would go on and actually, you know, own a restaurant for a long time before selling it. But the point is, is from an early stage, I knew I had to really appreciate everything that it takes to run the business. And especially if you're a small entrepreneur, even 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 billionaires that I surround myself with, they really understand their business. The ones that are truly, truly successful, that if they have to jump into any role, no matter how small it is, they're able to do that to some degree. They may not be the best at it because they're the figurehead, they're you know in charge of the vision. But you still should be able to have an understanding of all aspects of your business to be successful. That is some of the best business advice I have heard, and I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, and I've, I've heard of, I've heard a lot of really great things. But I love that because, like, I'm a process person, mm -hmm. and with my podcast, just as an example, I hired an assistant to help me with it. But I didn't start training her until I had it all figured out. Yeah. And now she's helped me to make it better. But I was like, no, I need to know. I need to know how this is done first. Yes. So that if I have to step back in, I can do it. So I love that advice. Yeah. One, one of the greatest things I can tell people to do, too, is to create SOPs. Like, literally, yes. like, whatever the process is that you're doing that's working, simplify it down till it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, when, when I was running my offices, I had over 15 offices. We had over 5,000 employees. And literally the process from when a customer walked in the door, this is how the desk had to look, right? This was where the placement of magazines had to be. This was how they were greeted. This is how, like, literally they would have to fill out a form. They literally, they, we would give them pencils because we used to... When you have a lot of offices, like people would take pens, but we found they didn't take pencils. So we would give them a pencil instead of a pen. Um, but like the placement of the pencil when given the the uh, uh, the clipboard had to be a very done a very specific way. You know, and early on, I read so many business books and, you know, um, uh, the founder of McDonald's, like those, those systems, really having systems and taking it to being ridiculous. How do you want the phone to be answered? How do you want these questions to be to be asked? What is the impression when that person walks through your door? And, you know, I'm talking brick and mortar right now, but this applies the same thing for websites. What is the information that person is going to see on the website? You know, are you making it about the customer? Are you taking them on a journey of, of really over delivering? 
and whether they become a customer or not, they're still providing some type of value and follow through. Like, what is your indoctrination system? When somebody becomes a customer, what do you do? So many times, you know, I've signed up for some programs, you know, I get a little welcome video and an email, and then that's it, right? But you have to see from the customer's perspective, go on that journey take them through like a series of videos, a series of emails, you know, um, have your assistant pull up with them, make sure they're logging into the website if somebody's selling courses or something like that, like really break it down into such detail that that customer becomes a raving fan. That they're going to go out and tell 10 and 20, 30 people with you, not tell 30 people about you. Now I work in the entertainment industry and, you know, think about like a movie, right? You know, and, and, you know, like Avatar, when we're, film, when we're recording this today, Avatar 2 is coming out. You know about that movie, right? Um, Hollywood will spend $100 million to make sure you know about that movie, that when you go there, you can have this great experience. As a small business owner, you don't have that $100 million budget, but you still have to treat your company and your customers the same way a major corporation would and go even further and beyond that, especially in a world today where customer service is lacking, where, you know, now go to our Twitter account and so forth, having an actual voice that somebody can reach out to, having somebody who can follow up with them. Hey, do you have any questions? You know, sending out a wow box, right? When somebody signs up, we send them t-shirts and we send them all, you know, we send them measuring tapes and things that are, are within our genre. But think about the little things you can do with such a small investment the, the, you keep the customer, the longevity of the customer, but then also the average sale will go up, right? You want that customer to become a repeat customer because people spend so much money trying to acquire new customers. And what they really need to concentrate on is how do you make your customers become lifelong customers? And at the same time, how do you get them to refer people over to you? And how do you raise that average cart value? Because that way, when you're investing into your customers, all of a sudden, the leads don't matter. Like bringing in new business is great, but it's be, it's it's not as as difficult, or it doesn't put as much pressure financially on the owner when they kind of follow a system like that. And the same thing too. People say, "Well, I, I need more customers." Well, no, you probably need to get better at sales, right? You don't, you don't need a lot of customers. I've created a multi-million dollar business. We work with a few hundred people. And I know so many entrepreneurs who are successful that don't need thousands or millions of customers to be able to create a successful business. It's just taking, again, breaking down the process. How can I improve? How can I make things better for my customer journey? What can I do to make things better? What other things are lacking, right? I'm going to tell you something. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, it is your moral, moral obligation to provide as much value and to keep that customer making sure that whatever needs they have are always fulfilled. Because if you're not going to fulfill your customer's needs or their desire to educate, to advance, to learn more, they will go looking for somebody else who will. Okay. And so many times new entrepreneurs, oh, but I sold them this and I want to sell them something again. No, it's your moral obligation. Can you offer a service that helps them? Can you do more for them? Because if not, they're still looking. They're going to look. They're going to go on. I've seen, you know, we're at a conference today with hundreds and hundreds of people here. They're here because somebody else didn't provide them the service that this company did today. Right. Such, such great advice. This has been such a pleasure and an honor to speak with you. Where can people find more information about you? You can go to online to VIPIgniteLive.com. Or for any of your listeners, if you'd like to get an advanced copy of our new book that's coming out for free, just text the word FAME to 26786. So once again, text the word FAME, F-A-M-E, to 26786. All right. 
like thank you so much for being here today and thank you for the listeners for listening no thank you i love your energy you are absolutely phenomenal so thank you I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.